Hey, you guys. Welcome to NerdStalker. I am Adolfo Fronda at NerdStalker on Twitter. You know, it's uh, today's the end of the world, uh, the day of this recording, apparently. September 23rd. Someone predicted that would be it. Now, whenever one of these things come to pass, it's either they got the date wrong, they claim, or they made the uh, prediction prior to their death, of course, or oftentimes it's symbolized in different ways. Like it's not necessarily the end of the world, but the end of sort of the world as we know it, right? Or a different phase in humanity or something like that. So for those of you with hopes of the end of the world being today, I hope that you take some solace in that perhaps humanity is moving into some other phase and perhaps a more positive direction. Let's all cross our fingers, huh? Let's leave it positive like that, right? So anyways, I want to just give a quick update about, you know, things that are happening. And uh, so I ordered a suit from, I don't know if you guys have heard it, Black Tux. I think they're called .com. And it was an interesting experience. I haven't quite finished it yet because I'm, I'm attending my cousin's wedding pretty soon. And uh, I just didn't want to buy a suit. And I'm one of those guys, my size tends to fluctuate here and there. So like buying a $1,000 suit um, is not really a viable solution for me. And suits are expensive. Come on, even at the men's warehouse, they, they tend to be pretty expensive. And for like 100-ish bucks, 120, 150 bucks, you can get a really good suit from uh, the Black Tux. It's called Black Tux, but they don't only do tuxedos. They do various different suits and stuff. And they will, you know, mail you, you put input your size, they mail you, FedEx you a uh, suit, and then you try it on. And if things don't fit, they FedEx you the bits and parts in addition to what you received. And this is an ad. I'm not getting any money or any compensation from them whatsoever. I'm just sort of saying uh, my experience thus far is uh, they'll sell you other, like, of uh, the pants, for instance, that were sent to me, um, I think were kind of small, so I asked for a larger size because I tend to be one of those in-betweener size weirdos. And um, they sent it, boom, FedEx to me. In fact, the, those pants came to me sooner than the suit because I knew the suit pants would be too small. So more on that later. Actually, let's talk about that right now. So in addition to just doing it online, they have sizing locations or fitting locations. And it happens to be that I work in downtown San Francisco. So in downtown San Francisco, they of course, they have a fitting location, which is awesome. So you just make an appointment. This is all free to go and get fitted. And there's a couple of really nice people in there. There's, you know, it's a really cool looking little space and they offer you something to drink, you know, uh, and they have like a video game there, really cool books, cool music. People are super friendly. There's a couple people there and maybe there's one other person and also getting fitted at a time. So it's, it's really chill and it's really good vibe. It seems like a really good idea. Black Tux, I, I would definitely recommend uh, checking them out if you're having some sort of formal event or something like that or you're in need of a suit for a particular event. And then in addition, when you receive the suit, you have up to three, I think, days after the event to return it, which means you just plop it into FedEx that third day if you want and send it back and you're done. And that's super cool. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I have yet to uh, try on the suit. Other things, too, that's sort of been coming to the fore lately are parents. Now that we're back to school, for those of you that are parents out there, all our kids now are on screens, right? So at least my kid, right, is in sort of the tail end of elementary school right now. And oftentimes, a lot of kids are doing a lot of iPad time, screen time, and that kind of thing. And it's really difficult, uh, depending on your kid, to sort of self-regulate their time usage. And a lot of these services don't do a particularly good job in terms of filtering, things like that. I'm talking to you, YouTube, other type of services. So given that my kid goes to different homes, some people are better than others. And there's not many, actually, that are quite technical, right? The, even this iOS 11 update has been challenging for a lot of people because then you realize you run into things like, 
Anyways, we'll get into that. I digress. Getting back to the parenting and the child sort of thing situation with tech. There are services that I've talked about on NerdStalker before, one of which is called uh, Custodio. It's actually really effective. I know there's another one called Kirby, C-U-R-B-I, and another one as well. I forget what it's called. I don't know. But those are the two that I'm, that I'm fam most familiar with especially Custodio, because I was a, an actual, I am a customer of theirs. Very effective in terms of software, because uh, you can do it, it's software. Right? So you install it effectively on every device, and you can control the hours, the days, to when they're on uh, filtering. You can do that kind of thing as well. You can monitor messengering, if you so choose. You can block various sites and applications as you see, as you see fit. Um, they t I think they have like a three or four device cap for the initial tier. It's like tiered is a thing. Then you need to go to a, a bigger plan for like five devices, which I'm finding to be sort of a challenge because it's very easy if your kid is like my kid, they jump from device to device, right, to device. So perhaps there's a, uh, a family iMac somewhere, right? And then you have your own laptop you might have, right? They might jump on that. They might have their own laptop. They might have their own iPad or tablet of some sort, right? And so four devices really adds up really quickly. So I, I think it's a little on the slim side, but it is quite effective. The thing is, is oftentimes you have to reinstall it or tweak settings, and that means you'd have to do it on a per device basis. So it's been, you know, rather hit or miss, but of the all of the solutions, it's been the most effective thus far. Uh, now, another solution, a hardware solution, is something called the Kirby router. I'm sorry, Koala router. Koala. It's like the animal spelled like Koala, and it's a router. And it's a, just a little hockey puck type thing that you plug into your existing router, and it has its own port, and then creates its own little virtual network. And you put the, your kids' devices on that particular network, the Koala network. Uh, what I'm finding, though, is that I don't know if it's necessarily as fast as your network. And so that concerns me. Also, there's been like weird little behavior with things like, I don't know, kids like to go to Pinterest, oddly enough. Some kids do. Middle, middle school kids like that. And um, it wasn't working well with that. Now, perhaps that's some sort of configuration issue. Now, in terms of features, what Koala allows you to do, it's sort of out of the box, super simple. So there's no installing of software on a per-device thing. So you can put as many devices on this thing as you want, and you can create a guest network on it as well. So you can create these different profiles on these different solutions, whether it's Kirby, Custodio, or Kirby. I mean, Koala. I keep wanting to call it Kirby. You can create, create different profiles for your children and then for guests as well if you want to put them on this filtered network. And what Koala does is it, you know, it comes out of the box rather filtered, you know, pretty, pretty stringently, which is sort of a plug-and-play, if you will, right? The thing what I found with Koala is it's also contingent upon its location, just like any router is the thing. So I have a friend who has a router way in the back room, but he has these repeaters, right, throughout the house for the network, but his Koala router is way back there, and I don't think it's leveraging the repeater, so it's not working all that well. So that's another scenario that I just have to go through the forums and help him sort of figure out. So it's not ideal, you know, um, these and these are sort of the easiest sort of easiest in quotes ways to go for you parents out there. Now, for most regular people, they're not updating regularly anything, whether it's their mobile devices or their standalone machines. And if you're like in an Apple ecosystem, that means you're you got to connect to iTunes, right? Unless you're doing the all iCloud thing. But you usually you typically have to connect to iTunes on some type of other device, uh, your phone or your tablet, right? Because you have all this stuff on it. Uh, that means you're 
computer or laptop or whatever, Mac mini, whatever you since tends to be the computer of the house that you connect these mobile devices to need to be updated. So that means your operating system needs to be updated. All the applications on it via the app store need to be updated regularly. If you're running an Apple router, you need to, you know, do go into what is it? Um, airport utility, go to that. That needs to be updated, right? Cause firmware needs to be updated. So you can see how this just for the regular person, the everyday person that's doing the commute and working nine to five, you know, they have to keep up on all of this stuff. And then on a per device basis, you have photos and things like that. And it gets crazy really quickly. So although we have all this wonderfulness of the uh, technology in the modern day, there's a lot of there's a lot of friction still in terms of user experience. And it's it's kind of shocking, to be frank, you know, that we haven't gotten past all this stu stupidity, it seems like, in, in my opinion. So there's that. So check it out, you guys. For your parents out there, you're going to have to do some work, you know what I mean? So once you <laughs> make all those updates to your operating system, hopefully get up to Sierra if you're on the Apple, and plug your devices in, you're also going to want to update your devices, your mobile devices, to iOS 11 as well. And that means updating all your applications as well, uh, backing up your photos, I personally, I hate photos on the uh, Mac, that experience. So I'm all in with Google Photos. And uh, I'm really using Apple Photos as sort of redundancy, sort of backup thing. Uh, I really don't like it. Google Photos, I would 100% recommend it. If you guys are in Apple, in the Apple ecosystem even, I mean, go, go to, use Google Photos. Legit. It's very, very well done. And uh, I don't say that lightly. Also, you're going to want a backup plan. A lot of people think they're just doing their time capsule and they're good. You really need online backup. I would highly recommend checking out Backblaze, backblaze.com. Again, I'm not making any money in any of this, so I'm totally unbiased. It works fantastic. So the only cost you're going to, it's going to ding you it is a nominal annual fee. You just do like a 2 a.m. backup when you're sleeping, right? And it'll back up everything. It's going to take hours because your initial backup is probably going to be like a gig gigabytes worth of stuff, depending on if you're the normal type of user or not. And then subsequent backups, the nights thereafter, are only going to pick up the deltas, right? Meaning like all the little changes. So it's not going to have to do a full backup every single time, which is quite nice. Consider that. Backblaze, really wonderful. In fact, frankly, I've gotten to the point where I'm just doing online backups. I'm not even keeping a local gigantic backup of everything anymore. You know, the only thing I'm backing up now locally is uh, photos and videos. I, why? I don't know. Maybe because, oh, because I want to keep the high-res stuff. But even then, you can, with uh, Backblaze, you could do that. So, I don't know. I think it's a psychological thing, to be quite frank, at this point. Really, I feel there's almost no need for a, a local backup unless you think somehow Backblaze is redundant. Servers or wherever they keep their stuff is going to be nuked or something like that. Okay, so let's talk about iOS 11 or the Apple of it in general. What do you guys think about that, huh? Uh, I see no reason <laughs> to update from my 7S Plus to uh, an 8 or a 10, uh, the $1,000 phone. Right? Or as Merlin Mann and, and uh, Dan Benjamin call it the rich boy phone. <laughs> uh, they have a great podcast, by the way. You guys got to check it out. It's called Back to Work. So what do you guys think of that? Hmm? So iOS 11, what's driving me crazy about iOS 11 is that sometimes I only use want to use my Bluetooth when I'm like in my car, for instance, and I don't want my Wi-Fi on. And if I turn it off, if I go into a store, I'm leaving my car and I turn off my Bluetooth, I'm trying to save battery as much as possible on my phone. And then I get back in my car and I turned on Bluetooth, Wi-Fi automatically is on. So there's this thing going on. And you'll have to read like the Engadget or, or some article specifically to find out what's happening. But I think uh, I don't think it's turning off. Something like the Wi-Fi radio, they keep it on for, and the Bluetooth radio as well, whatever it is, all the time. 
to uh, for what is it, airport drop, uh, airdrop, airdrop support. And so they think you're going to be doing airdrop all the time and stuff, which I never do. So I rarely turn it on. Super weird that they chose to do that. People, a lot of people like it that they made that decision. I know some people were concerned because of airplane mode for the planes. You know, will they get by? But apparently this is legit for even airlines too, how they're executing this thing. That's the only thing that's really driving me nuts about iOS 11. And the people are like really, I think the majority of people are praising uh, iOS update, especially on the iPad, the drag and drop and all that stuff. Uh, I'm not really that much of an iPad power user, still like on a mini, iPad mini. And when I use it, it's strictly for consuming videos or something like YouTube and Netflix. That's really it. I'm not doing anything productive on it yet. Although I am getting tempted because I see lots of, you know, everyone seems to be doing all the cool kids are doing it, right? But I, I'm a I'm a laptop guy as a developer too. I mean, I don't see how I could ever, you know, perhaps someday, I shouldn't say ever, I can't see right now how I would jump to an iPad to really get anything done for things even like this, you know, video work perhaps and podcast work. You know, I know some other people are doing it. I know David Sparks has been talking how he does quite a bit of it uh, on his, uh, quite a bit of work on his iPad, but he's, I know he's primarily like a, a writer and stuff like that, which I'm not. So it's not, that's not really my thing. But a few people are like writing intensive type individuals. You, you might want to consider it. Check it out. I mean, for as an email device, it's <laughs> totally legit. All those things. I don't see why more business people aren't using it and iPad as their sort of primary. Because think about it. So much is in the cloud now too. Why Why do you need a computer really? Although I, technically an iPad is a computer. Yeah, that's it. What else is happening in the news? Um, how about that Equifax thing, huh? I know it's old news, but it's so huge. It's so huge, and people don't really take it as seriously as they should. It's so much bigger, <laughs> and is it? And they always give numbers that are way smaller initially than it actually is. Typically, is like double or something like that, which I think it turned out to be. And just the grossness of the executives selling off all their stock prior, or a good, like a ton of it, anyways, prior to that. And now there's investigation. It's just so disgusting. It's so disgusting. So there, I mean, there's no. I really believe what like Joe Rogan says that there's no more. There's no such thing as privacy anymore. And it's like totally going away, if not gone already. I 100% concur. And that uh, you have, that's how you have to live. You know, it's a kind of a stale message, but it really, really is. Do I live that way? Kind of. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, it's it's awful. So, I mean, you can do all the things they're taking about. You know, it's, it's so weird that we're in this age now where you have to constantly maintain, watch your, you know, monitor your credit now because <laughs> the norm is that people are abusing it in some way, right? To make loans that then they should be making and things like that or whatever these criminals do. It's gross. It's weird. Weird times. Totally expected in a way too, right? My buddy Carlos Rondala. Check him out at Carlos Rondala, whatever. I think he's working at Microsoft now. He was supposed to be on the podcast, flaked out on me completely, calling him out on the podcast yeah you we'll have him back on in the future i wanted to tell him that he's banned but yeah how can nerd stalker ban anyone so anyways we'll be getting back to you guys soon thanks for listening and watching out there we appreciate your time and we'll see you guys watch us at nerdstalker.com or youtube youtube and go to nerdstalker tv listen to us at nerdstalker.com and we will see you